Hi, my name is Mia O'Reilly. I study BESS and this is my brown paper on astrology entitled Stars in Their Eyes Viewing the World Through an Astrological Lens. I gave this paper back in November and it's about my relationship with astrology and kind of the background of astrology and yeah. Cute disclaimers. Firstly, all of this is fake nonsense and everyone who believes in it is an utter buffoon, myself included. I implore you all to go read a book, do your college work, go to mass and try not to succumb to this preposterous deep mystical hole that I found myself in. Secondly, for the purpose of this discursion I will be omitting the details of my own personal birth chart just in case any of you lovely people get too invested and persuaded by all of my witchy charisma and end up discovering all of my weaknesses and thus use them against me. I would also like you all to acknowledge and commend my bravery in sitting here today speaking on such a contentious topic that will undoubtedly make me come across as quite unhinged. But nonetheless, let us begin. If you had told me approximately five years ago that I would be here preaching astrology in the esteemed convo room of the University Philosophical Society in the College of the Holy and Undivided Trinity of Queen Elizabeth near Dublin, I would have not been surprised in the slightest. Although I am by no means an expert, this is a subject matter that thrills me to the core, elicits almost childlike glee, and makes me embody an old wise witch who thinks she can glance at some tea leaves and instantly tell you what lies ahead for the future. Some form of astrology exists throughout a variety of different cultures and ancient belief systems, as well as having growing prominence in popular culture and meme culture, thus it is only logical to acknowledge its contemporary relevance. Today I hope to enthrall you all with why I believe astrology to be not only relevant to the modern day, but an important, valuable and genuinely fun tool that can be used to navigate social situations, ignite your love life, connect with other people, just have quirky, light-hearted banter, or to establish a true sense of self and find your place in this chaotic world no matter what your sign is. Her story begins in ancient Babylon. Astrology has its origins in the tale of the Babylonians looking up at the sky in circa 1500 BC, dividing it into 12 constellations to allow them to keep track of the movements of the sun, mapping different symbols that still exist today, such as the bull, the crab and the scorpion, etc. This marks the creation of the 12 modern day sun signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces. Some of you may be surprised to discover that astrology was once regarded as a veritable scientific discipline, often going hand in hand with the work of notable astronomers. It, most, it mostly ob obtained prominence through the writings of Greek astronomer Claudius Ptolemy, whose book Tetrabiblios outlined the philosophy and practice of astrology and was so popular it allowed astrology to spread across the globe for the next couple of centuries. Even Queen Elizabeth I employed her own personal astrologer in her royal court, and since she was a fabulously shrewd, grounded and meticulous Virgo, I think it is only right to trust this woman's judgement. In the 17th century, the rise of strict scientific methods and hypotheses testing meant that the use of predictive astrology fell out of fashion until the 1930s with the birth of the juicy horoscope column in the UK. Fun fact. Famous psychoanalyst Carl Jung wrote letters to Freud about his love and study of astrological practices. 
with the dawn of the progressive, liberal, colourful, psychedelic landscape of 1970s culture came a new era for Western astrology to firmly have its place in public conversation. Since then, the trend has ceased to fade and has been only gaining in momentum. Between countless memes, podcasts, songs, self-help books, and even fashion items, its following knows no bounds in modern day. Why, you may ask, why do people today ask for each other's signs and put precautions in place when a planet is in retrograde? In an era defined by both the obsession and rejection of labels, the zodiac offers a relatively non-problematic way to classify individuals in society, except that is of course if you're like a Gemini. No matter who you are, where you come from, who you love or what you believe in, you have a day and a time of birth and with that comes a label with many connotations, some positive, some negative. Furthermore, during uncertain times, people tend to turn to spirituality and mysticism for a sense of solace and comfort. I know that in my case, upon losing touch with my religious beliefs, astrology allowed me to find a new kind of faith and feel spiritual on my own terms. I also believe that astrology is often used by people as a proxy to talk about deeper matters that would usually make them uncomfortable. For example, an Aquarius can open up about their commitment issues, but use the floaty, detached nature of their sun sign as a lighthearted excuse and to justify any questionable actions they may do or things they may say. I'm sure that many of you are already at least vaguely aware of like the basic traits of each sun sign and have read a horoscope or two at some point in time. Geminis are two-faced, Tauruses are gluttonous, Leos are attention seekers, Scorpios are chaotic sex-crazed demons. I'm afraid that while this is absolutely all well and good, this only scratches the surface of what the zodiac has to offer you. Firstly, you all need to get your time of birth and proceed to input it online to create the utter fabulousness that is your personal birth chart. Think of your chart as a snapshot of what the sky looked like the moment you took your first breath. While charts can be overwhelming at first, I personally recommend to begin with that you focus on what is colloquially termed within the astrology community as the big three, your sun, moon and rising sign. While the sun sign is the core overarching summary of who you are as a person, your moon reflects your emotional inner world and internal monologue. In contrast, one's rising refers to outward appearance, first impressions and how you interact in social situations. Once you feel like you have a grasp on these three, the more profound planetary placements could be analysed. Looking at your Mercury sign indicates your communication style. Mars rules conflict and sexual desire. Jupiter rules higher learning and exploring intellectual ideas. Venus, of course, rules love and material things. The asteroid Juno indicates which sign is likely to be your soulmate or life partner. Midhaven is all about careers, while on a darker note, Chiron reveals unhealed emotional wounds from childhood. I know, yikes. The list goes on and is endlessly bewitching. It is also important to acknowledge that the 12 signs are each ruled by their own planet and can be divided into, by element into four groups of three. Water, Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, Fire, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, Air, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, and Earth, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Note which signs share your element, as you are likely to get on very well and be surrounded by them already, and the elements often form the basis of compatibility astrology. The signs can also be further divided by personality quality into three groups of four, cardinal, fixed, and mutable, and it is quite interesting to use these to classify the signs in your life in terms of how passive, stable, or pioneering they are. 
Not to mention there are also cusps, 12 houses, and square, trine, conjunct, and opposing aspects to take into consideration, but these are too intricate and detailed, and I'm here to try to draw you in, not to send you running and prepare to burn me at the stake. Basically, to summarise, in order to get any kind of real sense of who you are as a person and live a meaningful existence, a deep dive into the star signs is fundamental. Astrology came into my life during a relatively turbulent period of my youth, or as turbulent as it can be for a young girl with slightly alternative tendencies in rural Ireland. My hair had just recently returned to normal after my brash decision to shave half my head in sixth class, and by the age of 15 I had grown disillusioned with the Irish educa education system and with life. I floated through most of my classes with the bare minimum, and upon the wake of the juniors I decided the school wasn't serving me any real purpose. I thought, to paraphrase the ancient philosopher Lana Del Rey, I'd seen the world, done it all. In retrospect, I think I craved a deeper understanding of the world and everyone in it. It is often said that people become interested in astrology during times when they feel like they are losing control over their lives. Thus, my best friend and I began to regard our academic pursuits with indifference and instead started taking prolonged tea breaks in her home, which was conveniently located across the road from the school. On her sitting room floor, we would sit and gossip and entertain ourselves with an unnerving amount of BuzzFeed personality quizzes, trying oh so desperately to find out who we were and what we were destined to do. Until one day, we stumbled across one particular quiz entitled, What Should Your Astrological Sign Really Be? I don't recall my test result, but this isn't important because from that day onwards, I went on to uncover my own birth chart, analyse my placements in the big three, and started doing readings for my classmates. And thus, my journey with astrology began. Fast forward to moving out of home and into college, I carried this knowledge with me. I believe that one of the first things I asked my hall's roommate was her star sign, and of course, upon discovering that she was a Scorpio and you to tread carefully for the foreseeable future. I am known to sometimes drunkenly give passionate birth chart readings on nights out, and I'm obsessed with the concept of decrypting people's emotional core. I've connected with so many people through astrology and have established my role as the offbeat, eccentric star sign lady who will slide in comedically timed astrological references at every opportune moment. I have somehow cleverly managed to trickle a love for astrology down through my friend group and even some family members, and will often receive heated text messages and sometimes even prolonged phone calls from my loved ones, in which they ask me for astrology-orientated advice, usually pertaining to their love lives. Which leads me to my next point. Using the zodiac to navigate the confusing world of romantic relationships. Now, personally, I believe it to be absolutely absurd to allow a mere sun sign to dictate your whole perception of a person and how compatible you are with them. This is a simplistic, juvenile stance to take in astrology, and whenever I am asked to do compatibility readings, I ensure to take the entire birth chart into consideration. For example, if a friend was to come to me with a birth chart of a new potential partner and wanted an interpretation, and let's say this friend was a Scorpio and their potential partner was a Sagittarius or something crazy like that, I would not tell her to run far and spout a long list of faults and follies and stamp their relationship as doomed. No, I would give them advice based on both of their Venus, Moon, and and Mars signs and how to approach this person in a way that they usually wouldn't. As rule of thumb, if someone shares your element, for example you are both water signs, 
expect a net positive outcome. Also, some sign pairings have a beautiful yin-yang dynamic with a polarity and balance of masculine and feminine energies, regardless of gender. Some examples include Aries with Gemini, Cancer with Capricorn, Virgo with Leo, etc. And Venus signs indicate how someone behaves in a relationship and Mars indicates what a person wants and desires in a person. An in-depth understanding of the intricacies of the more romantic chair placements can enhance a relationship and guide you in how to win a person's heart. The zodiac can help discern if a person will make the first move, what a person values most out of a relationship, how, to, how they show their love, etc. And naturally enough, the same can be applied to relationships with our family, our friends, and just people in general. It only makes sense that when we take the time to try to understand people on a deeper level, you begin to respect them more and cultivate a stronger bond with them as a result. Perhaps on a more serious note, in terms of all these oddly specific and technical zodiac terms, I would like to discuss one more facet of the astrological universe. I believe this to arguably be the one aspect of astrology that impacted my life and worldview the most significantly. I'm talking about north nodes and south nodes. Earlier you may have heard me briefly mention using astrological practices to find your path in this world. Well, this is what I'm referring to. And if you are all to take only one valuable piece of information out of this bizarre witch propaganda, it simply must be this. The North and South nodes are not physical celestial beings or planets, but rather mathematical lunar points on your birth chart that are directly opposite each other. Your South node sign refers to your past life and the skills and traits innate to you that you acquired in this past life, while your North node sign indicates who you are destined to be and what your life purpose is. It is often the case that your south node holds your north node back and infringes on you reaching your full potential. I feel like an example will help clarify this and allow you to put some of this into practice. Let's say, for example, I have an Aquarius south node and a Leo north node. In this instance, my Aquarius south node would suggest that I am someone who tends to naturally fade into the background and tend to push others forward, hesitant to get involved, feeling most comfortable when others are in the spotlight. Feeling like too much attention on me is unjustified. It would also suggest that I'm passive and struggle with embracing my own individualism. That's when the North Node could be applied. A North Node in Leo, the direct opposite of Aquarius, implies that I feel most fulfilled when I allow myself to selfishly push myself forward, be radiant, charismatic and loud, meet new people, entertain and excite those around me. <laughs> the soul of a Leo North Node yearns to be admired to perform and to leave their mark. This may sound quite unnecessarily melodramatic, but living your life in accordance with your North Node will change everything for you. If you're feeling in any way lost or adrift, <coughs> astrology can take your hand and guide you in your fated direction like the kind, gracious companion she is. Well, this paper ended up substantially more serious and mellow than I initially intended. I had envisioned me floating in here with a copious amount of headscarves, charging my crystals, lustfully howling and casting spells and screaming about how much I despise Aries men. However, through writing this, I have come to the tender realisation that astrology is a discipline that I authentically believe in and enjoy, no matter how ludicrous I sound when I talk about it. You've all undoubtedly learned something today and can go forward with a slightly less cynical and contemptuous view of both astrology and those of us who rely so heavily on it. Alas, that is not to say that the stereotypes on your sun signs are invalid. We all know a Capricorn who is unyielding in the pursuit of their goals. We know a Cancer who is a bit of a softy, a Libra that brings a distinct sense of harmony to our lives. 
And we all know a tortured artist, Moody Pisces, who has a different Spotify playlist depending on what kind of melancholy they feel on a given day. The cliches exist for a reason, but it is not in the stars to hold our destiny, but in ourselves. That's Shakespeare, by the way. Uncovering your birth chart is important as you are not defined by your sun sign alone. As humans, we are complex beings made up of so many different signs and qualities that can often both complement and contradict and often join forces to create a beautiful, coherent, whole individual. You are not one sign, but a glorious, opulent combination of many signs that encompass all different aspects of your life. Astrology has allowed not only me, but so many other people to gain a more concrete sense of identity and optimism for what lies ahead, despite what skeptics persist to proclaim. So go forth, make your birth chart, buy some tarot cards, prepare for the upcoming anarchy of Mercury retrograde, and feel at peace with yourself and all of your fellow signs. To quote an actual ancient philosopher, Marcus Aurelius, Dwell on the beauty of life, watch the stars, and you see yourself running with them. Thank you.